Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. Hey, it's producer Mike from The Homework. Hopefully you enjoyed part one of our two-part episode. If you haven't heard part one, make sure you head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But right now, here's part two with myself, my wife Lucy, and of course, the amazing Joy Andrews. And remember, let's do some homework together. We, we discovered through talking to you in this, this um, that first session that we had and also through the pandemic because we literally were in lockdown with just each other and didn't even see our family. We realized that Michael is our emotional anchor and he keeps me grounded and helps me work through those moments. And when he's not good, which has been like only a handful of times in our relationship that he's been not grounded or balanced, that it throws us off and... It, we, we had some interesting times during quarantine with that, but he does. He grounds me and he, it helps me because sometimes I just, I feel like <laughs> I'm going to float out of my body sometimes. And again, it was really helpful to do this with you because I didn't always understand it or explain it. Or should you be on medication, right? I've heard that too, because I, I am nervous all the time and I have a lot of anxiety about things. And I'm also a, a catastrophizer, so I always think something bad is going to happen or I worry. And again you hear that should you be medicated should you be doing this stuff and should you and so that's been my journey over the last couple of the last two years specifically like with the pandemic is working through some of that and figuring out how do I harness this how do I handle it how do I deal with it because I mean even at night I wear earplugs at night because I literally cannot shut my brain down and shut all of that down so I'm like earplugs no sound no nothing or I'm blasting rain sounds because it's it's all throughout my day so Michael always grounds me and helps me balance and just be which is helpful wow and looking at your chart confirmed that too because when we pulled your chinese astrology chart the elemental makeup of mike's chart was all water and lucy your chart was all the other elements and like no water and so i find that often when i pull chinese astrology charts too is that we attract people in our lives that naturally balance out our elemental makeup and so Mike's amount of water in his astrology chart was like a stand. It was like 65% water. And so water, there's another water aspect, but that was in Chinese astrology. So it's not, he was not a Pisces, which is a water sign in Western astrology, but he has the resonance built in that is like the deep ocean. And so there's also this hyper awareness that you have, Mike, that it's not precog but it's hyper aware in the present moment like you are you have eyes in the back of your head you can tell if there's a door closing six doors away you can tell you know like what's happening with everybody around you and all your senses are just um, but it's all it's in a very grounded way like your energy is anchored lower like your center of gravity is just like lower so it's not floaty nervous up here Whereas Lucy, your energy is like floaty, like waterfall, river, babbling brook. It's mm -hmm. up here and uh, you're also aware, but that precog awareness is like six years ahead and six years behind you at the same time. <laughs> so it's a lot of upward, like water splashing. And Mike's awareness is like really deep, like the deep ocean that it's like, whoa, there's so there's a lot of emotionality there too. Like you can feel the depth of what's happening in the world in a different way. You're very present. You can be very present with it. Yeah, but I'm very much uh, about uh, what's going on right now in this moment. And and then, it, like you said, it's not necessarily pre-called, but I always say I'm I'm always thinking two or three moves ahead, right? I'm assessing this situation and going, well, 
from here, what's going, what is the cause and effect of those situations as we move forward? So like, and so like two or three moves ahead is usually my, my, my go-to at that point is how is it going? How is right now affecting us not too far in the future, but just enough that we can manage it. Right. And she's very, very much like you're saying six, six, like years in the future and six years behind and she's dealing with the present. Yeah. I'm doing the present and I'm going, all right, we're going to take, we're going to break this down and do it in chunks. We're going to do two, three moves ahead. And because that's what we can handle. Right. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what, what, as that's to me, me right. It really is. Let's focus on right here. Okay, and then we'll start working on what's next, but let's focus here. And you, I've said this to you before, that you, I come from a very emotional family and a very emotional, high-stress, high-drama background, and what I realized about Mike is he's one of the most emotionally intelligent human beings I've ever met. And so sometimes the way that he approaches problems or the way that he views the world or views things, that it's just, sometimes it's super, it's just beautiful. But sometimes it's also very deep and... um, I don't know. You just, you are an emotionally intelligent human being, which has helped me to work through some of that and slow me down because you do it. You're always, I mean, you did it last night too. You were like, well, let's just take it one step at a time. Let's start here. Right. There's a practicality about your behavior, Mike. It's like very, um, like you said, one step in front of the other. Let's break this down. Let's block this. Um, Like that director term of like, yeah. Let's let's chunk this down into scene one, scene two, what's going to happen next to make this story come together. Um, And so practicality and adaptability are something that you can bring to the table in a very smooth way. And something that you both share is a bend towards communications. So there's something that is both part of your innate ability and skill and also the the future no matter which direction that you pick as as the direct next step but it's communicating so lucy your um bend on communication is has to do with um your vocation and being a communicator and like teaching others your precog skills of like this is how you sense what's happening with somebody who can't speak for themselves. Like this is how you pick up on that kind of energy. Like you'll probably write that book or lead that class or, or, or pass that information on in a, in a public way. So like teaching is your, and you naturally just came into this career. You know what I mean? Like you naturally teaching is going to be something that is with you, no matter if you stay a teacher or not forever. And you, being immersed in this invisible world is like it's just going to be your thing your calling and communication for you mike is really part of your mission and it's in a totally different way so yours is about um being being really specific in like picking a message that is very like pointed and loud at the same time like um, it's got to be, it's got to bring some justice, equity, it's got to bring some fairness and balance for whoever's listening. And it might be said in a very poignant way, or you might pick the right time to say it. But it's like, it's a very like, I'm going to drop this nugget right here with the megaphone, so that you hear the right message at the right time kind of communications. Does that make sense? Yeah, and sometimes, like you were saying, at the right time, sometimes it feels like I think it's the right time, but other people don't necessarily think it's the right time for them. That happens a lot. That's right? you have rooster energy in your chart. So yeah. <laughs> roosters are going around waking people up at dawn, being like, hello, it's time to get up. It's time to move, people. And that is Michael. When he has something to say, he says it, and he says it now. And And we've been in several situations where he says it, and they don't like what he says, but then they come back later and go, I understand what you say. I understand what you're saying now. And I get it. But it it causes some discord sometimes because when he's ready to say it, he says it. And he says it right now. And I'm like, okay, let's wait a little bit. But yeah, that is that is you. Rocking the, boat, rocking the boat, though, for the sake of 
balance for the whole i feel like it's part of it it's not just rocking the boat for the sake of rocking the boat it's very well and that's that's kind of how i feel about the situation even though people don't really understand it i was having this conversation with was it you i was having this conversation about being kind of an agent of chaos but <laughs> but the agent of chaos is a person who who uh who brings change right um for example, I was having this conversation about Loki, and I'm not sure if anybody is familiar with Loki. I'm a huge comic book nerd. So uh, Loki is basically represented in Greek mythology, but also in the Marvel Universe as an agent of chaos. And so how his character, especially in the Marvel Universe, he started this thing that actively changed um, a lot of things in the story, but also um, he brought about Ragnarok, which caused change, right? It was this big hectic thing, but eventually it brought about this this change. And so I think I've become this agent of chaos who, bring, who brings about change in the situation at this point. So like, yeah, I'm loud. Yeah, I can be very disruptive. It doesn't make me wrong in that in that situation and, and like i'm not trying to be arrogant about it but i'm what i am saying is is that like there are moments that i am saying guys let's think about this like let's think about the what's right and what's wrong in that situation and going i it, it, i don't know if that's the best move at that point and there have been there have been moments where people have come back to me and you know, like my brother said it to me recently and he goes he said i heard what you were saying uh, a couple of months ago I wasn't in a place to hear it, but I understand what you're saying now. And it brought about a change in his in his personal relationship. Right. Uh, he had a partner that that he was questioning whether or not th they were the right fit. And I and I was saying a lot of things like that before, but before he was fighting that 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 thing. And then they recently separated and he came to me and was like, whatever you were saying, it was the right thing to say. I just couldn't hear it at the time. And so now they're no longer together. There was a change to that. I like I started kind of that that thing. But like I kind of am people sometimes it, to you some people. You literally did it in my life. Well, my perfect example. Long story short, perfect, perfect example of that agent of chaos or agent of change with him is that I come from a very interesting family. Our dynamic is very interesting. And there's a lot of trauma and a lot of trauma and drama and a little bit of toxicity and we thought we went from being this group that we thought was super super close and what we realized is that it wasn't as close as we thought and it also was sometimes has moments that were dangerous or sometimes that were toxic or um and mike sort of came in and caused a lot of chaos and it's caused issues in our you know our relationship or his relationship with my family but now 10 years in or over a little over a decade in we have conversations that we look back and realize that if he hadn't come in and said some of those, dropped some of those nuggets of knowledge that people don't always want to hear or are not at a, t a place to receive it, I wouldn't be who I am right now because I was able to sort of come out of the sort of constraints of family and things and figure out who I am and who I want to be and release some of this energy that I needed to release into the world that I wasn't doing. But again, it you look back and you go, you've dismantled my my, yeah. my whole family. Uh, yeah. It, yeah looking back you realize that it needed to happen and what he was saying was right and there have been like my mom has come back at times because they've gotten into it or gotten frustrated with each other and she's come back and has said now i understand why he said that now i understand why he did what he did yeah you just weren't in a place to receive it but it was and the minute he said the, the i think it was me you had that conversation with and when he told me he was an agent of chaos and an agent i was like Oh my goodness. Because people because... look at people look at Loki as a villain, right? He's yeah. the villain and of you've the been story. Seen that way right. And I have. I've been I've been labeled uh, like I am the villain of that story. Like I am the villain of these stories. I am that guy who brings this chaos. And people look at chaos as such a bad thing, but what they don't understand is sometimes chaos is a way to move forward. It it disrupts mm -hmm. your your uh complacency. And I hate complacency. Mm -hmm. I always say that complacency is the enemy of progress because you can't move forward. You can't you can't be a better version of yourself unless you disrupt the status quo of your life in that situation. And so when I see people around me who feel like they are accepting of whatever life gives them. Right. 
and whatever this their circumstances is. And listen, I'm guilty of it. There are times where I feel that way, too. But I also have to actively try to be the agent of change in my own life at that point. But I want people around me to to be the better versions of themselves, because how else can they be better versions for other people if you're not really actively working on yourself at this point? So it's a, it's always a progress. But I also am I am willing to accept that role of villain if it means that people are going to be better at the end of the day. Right. And so uh, I always think like I, I recently made that connection about Loki because he is pinned as the villain of the MCU, but he really is the guy that actually helped change the way the MCU works. His The things that he did were the agent of change. And so like, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a little chaos. I'm okay with a little bit of chaos. If it means that it moves forward, I'm just not okay with chaos for senseless chaos. No, what you do is very, it, I have always thought it's very calculated or it, it is a, if you're going to move on it and you're going to say it, there's a reason behind it, which sometimes again, because people aren't in the place to receive that message or don't receive it the right way, people don't always get it. And you're just in here causing problems or in here causing trouble. And then, like I said, hindsight or 10 years later, we've looked back and go, this makes sense because there have been times with us that I'm like, if you had just not done X, Y, and Z, my family dynamic would be different or we wouldn't have all of this chaos or we wouldn't. And now I go, I feel free. I feel like I get to be my own person. And then I, Mike has opened up this whole other world for me that I didn't know existed. And some of that's purely you deserve better. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be who you are. And you don't need to be ashamed of it. And he's, again, in all of the chaos, there's a lot of beautiful things that come out of it. But in those moments, it sometimes can feel devastating or people don't get it. And he struggles with that. But And your instrument of chaotic change is words. Hmm. You know, where some of those other villains have different instruments, they have different tools that they use to instigate chaos or healing either way. Yours are words. 100%. 100%. So that's why, I mean, look at you being a podcast producer. <laughs> right. Instigating chaotic change by facilitating words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sort of beautiful to me. This is why pulling charts for people is so satisfying to me because it's like, you know, I was raised in the church and there was this phrase called you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you know, you pull astrology, which is not from the church, and it confirms that, like that we are each fearfully and wonderfully made. And your hints, your hunches, your accidental slips, your, you know, the things that you are leaning towards doing in life, those are not accidental slips, you know, like they're actually built in for a reason. And they're actually um, instigating change in the world for a reason and it's like that's why you're here on this planet is really to follow those hunches and like hunt for that version of joy that is very specific to you even as uncomfortable as it is and even as many boats as it does rock that is like really what you're here to do is to it's a lot of boats yeah it's a lot of boats blow the boats out of the water with your version of sometimes you gotta burn the boats yeah (laughs) sometimes you gotta burn the boats man in order to be like sometimes you have to be the disruptor of your own life right like sometimes you gotta burn the boats and i think that based off of her i think you're like we are yin and yang it can't like it really is how we balance each other it was validating too because again we used to say on paper, we didn't make sense. And then on your paper, we do make sense and we do validate each or we do, we do balance each other. So it was validating because we've struggled with our relationship. Um, but what's, what I find interesting is being out here and being 3000 miles away from, from family and influence. We're great. And we work really well together and Mm -hmm. we work we, we balance each other out and we like really have a chance to just be with each other. And we've been through some things, right? We've been together for over a decade and we've been through some things. And it's also interesting because we'll sit back and go, because in that moment, it's sometimes it's so devastating. And are we going to make this? And are we supposed to be here? Are we supposed to be together? And then we look back because we stick it out and we stay with each other. 
and we look back and go, we went through this for a reason because it got us here. And this is where we're supposed to be in this moment. And we always tend to be in these moments together. Well, just him and I. And it's been a really nice journey, a very tumultuous and a very crazy journey, but it's been very nice. And so doing this with you was very satisfying and validating because we are very rocky and we are very, I always feel like we are very rocky energy together, but we do, we are finally, finally finding this really nice balance that's not influenced by other things or influenced by other people or, and we're just being with each other and being here. And, and it's nice too, because I get to really see those moments with him that are not all muddied up with people getting their feelings hard and not understanding those messages. And, and I get to really see him be him which is nice for me. And that's what matters to me. And each other being you is healthy for the other person. Yes. Like, isn't what a joy when you are at peace. Like, what a joy when Mike is joyful. Like, it's so, it's such a, um, it's such a beautiful experience to be with somebody who is fully able to be themselves, you know, like full permission to show up in all their, quirks and all their energy and it's like you can you can um fully allow that energy flow between you you know yeah Woo, thanks, thanks for girl. the deep dive <laughs> that's i mean that's a it's it's very deep uh you know with her like uh, going back to that thing where you were talking about this invisible she's tapped into this invisible thing Right. I think it goes perfectly with what she does. Like she's also dealing with children who can't not just emotional, but she's also dealing with people who have physical disabilities and, and uh, cognitive like dis disabilities who can't speak normally. And she somehow finds a way to communicate with with them and 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 finding a way to allow them to express and i think it's beautiful because she does have that ability i mean it's not just in my opinion it's not just humans i've seen her go up to animals and animals seem to be able she's okay I'm, like i'm an animal whisperer i have been my entire life and I, people always think i'm crazy i was just telling my sister that i i'm the type of person that i'll spend my time at a party with your dog because sometimes it's too much for me and I can't deal with all these people. So, but I've been an animal whisperer my entire life. My great example is my God, uh, godmother had a horse that no one could touch her, but I could. And it was, she had this very calm, but also very skittish energy, but it also makes me calm. And it's just, it just speaks to me. And I, and like I said, it was very validating for me because I felt this stuff my entire life. And there are moments that people look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, I can't, I just know. I know when you're not okay. I know when you're going through something. I, I, when he's good and he's feeling joy, it fills my cup too. It makes me feel good. And so it was very validating to hear that I'm not making it up and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not crazy. Like there is something, something there and it does, it, it's working and it's working the way it's supposed to. And to just keep right. in the way it's keep supposed going to. Going with it. Yes. yes. I love that. When I say, like, you really should have an opportunity to do this, even if you're, I put it to you, if you're a non-believer, this will make you a believer, right? Because it's not some weird voodoo. It's literally, it's based off your birth date, where you were born, and the city that you were born in. Like, and based off of those things, you've essentially described uh, something that has been with me for the last 40 years. It's just who I am. So you can't anticipate all of the things that you've experienced, right? And as as Joy like uh, gets all this information together, it's all it's just there, right? It's not like you had to do some background check, right? You didn't have to talk to me. We didn't have to spend hours in therapy for you to really understand the the I guess it's the the real elements down to like um, to the point where I mean science wise it's almost down to the like the electrons and the neutrons and the proton like the very elements of who you are right like yeah. and you didn't have to do all of that you literally it was based off of when and where you were born and like how this how the universe kind of put you in this weird like. It, it, it's almost like it was predestined to be that, right? Just based off of what 
you where you were born and your personality. So it's it's a I will tell you that it's been very enlightening. And then and then what you do, the best part of this is you you help people find out how to balance that. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. How to balance that, like even looking at the chart. You're right. I have an egregious amount of water when it comes to those elements, right? And you talked about and, you're, like, and you have a balancing, right? Yeah, you have a balancing element of fire, and so um, adding fire into your life, whether it's the color red or actual candles or um, wearing red today. So and and that was one of those things. Is he was like, I love candles. Why don't I buy them? And so he started to buy them and add more into your life and. So, yeah, I thought that was super helpful because you gave suggestions on that. I also thought, other than validating, there was some clarity. We just had a conversation about labels or getting a diagnosis. And sometimes sometimes that hinders you and sometimes it's helpful because then you can have something to focus on and I know which direction I'm going in. And so having you sort of not give labels, but sort of give labels of this is why it is the way it is. It, it Because then I go, okay, then I can work a, work through this. How do I work through this to keep going and use it the way I'm supposed to? How do I navigate through this? And I thought that was super helpful because again, sometimes my energy is all over the place and I don't know why, or I don't, because sometimes I've soaked up everyone's energy during the day and I can't, I can't handle anything else. Right. So it's not just you're crazy and you can't do things in this, like it, it just, Without also going, you're this, be on some medication. It was more of this is what's going on. This is why it's going on. And it was you were predestined to be like this. So figure out how to navigate through it naturally, um, which was helpful too. So, I mean, there's a comfort in understanding that, like, it doesn't matter how much you fight it. These are essential pieces of who you are, right? Like, and like you said at the top of the show, some of these things you can't help. They're just part of you. And so instead of fighting it and instead of going and trying to deny yourself that, that I'm not this and I'm not like that and this, that and the other. It's about also a piece of this whole acceptance thing, accepting that this is part of you, accepting that that this is who you are and it's OK. There's a comfortability in that, which is funny because there's a movie that just came out, Turning Red which is about accepting those quirks, accepting a piece of you that you have tried so hard to not acknowledge that everyone around you has told you that it's not okay, right? It's accepting it and understanding how it works. So it's empowering. It's very it's empowering. empowering. Some of it I, I thought too, because I feel like, like you had said too, right? It's not voodoo. It's not getting your palm read. You're not a psychic. It's empowering because you're not necessarily saying you're going to be this at this state. It's this is who you are and this is... This is the path that you're probably or you should be going down or that your chart say you should. So then I found it empowering to go, OK, that this is because I've been trying to find my direction. Where do I belong? Where do I fit in? This is where you should be. So it was very empowering for me to sort of keep going because I'm on the right path. This might not be where I end up and what the ultimate is, but I'm on the right path. So, no, you didn't tell me my future, but you gave me sort of a path to keep walking. Right. And there's creativity on that path, you know, like you can design that path. Yeah. But for you, it's always going to have these components, these elements of like your vocation is going to be really important to you. Um, transforming people's energy and and being a whisperer of people or animals is going to always be a thing for you, no matter what shape that takes, whether it be, yeah. you become an equine therapist or, you know, you stay as a child educator, you know, this is like going to be your... Um, part of you forever in some way, shape or form, you know, and then and communication is going to be a thing that both of you do. And like a practical application of this, as I also like to like make practical decisions with this rather than just pie in the sky stuff. You know, it's like, Mike, you were at this job recently that was overnight shifts and thinking about how fire really balances out your chart. Fire has to do with the actually the daytime, the sun. So it was actually really difficult on your body to have this overnight job and um, it wasn't quite syncing up with your lane. Like you couldn't right do the rooster communicating <laughs> in the way that you wanted to. You couldn't quite be the communicator or the director or the Sagittarius like adventurer or learner that you could be or like spreading that for others in an equitable 
loud, communicative way. And it was wearing on your body. It was wearing on your physical wellness. You know what I mean? And so it's like that helps you make decisions of like, mm, okay, tried that. Didn't quite sync up. Let's make a different decision. Right. And it was wild for me on this side to watch that too, because that couldn't have been more true. He, in in the, what, six six months that you were there? Almost six months, yeah. Just a decline sometimes. I mean, in physical health, I mean, you could see. You could see it in his face. Every time his mom called him, she was like, you don't look that good. And his, his eyes were really dark. Emotionally, he was not okay. Which, again, like I said earlier, Michael is my emotional anchor. He's the one that is always steady. And there's only been a handful. I can count on one hand how many times he's not steady or hasn't been steady in 10 years. You could just see it his behaviors sometimes was erratic which again not him he's very solid very grounded i can be erratic but he's not and it was wild to watch not only did we make a huge transition to california then he got into this job and it just went downhill and he wasn't good and then he came out of it and decided he had had that conversation with you actually i think on the show and he was like because he every weekend it was a conversation i think i'm gonna step away and i would i would support it okay then we'll figure out what we need to do and we'll line things up. But then the next week he would go in again. And this went on for months and it was driving me insane because it literally was all consuming. Nothing else here mattered, which is okay, right? Like we go through things because I go through things, but nothing else here mattered because he was consumed by the way that that made him feel. And it was wild to watch. And then he came out of it and it was like night and day. He was a whole nother person. And it, it, there is something too, like he said earlier, when Michael is happy or he's finding something that brings him joy or he's just in a good place and he's productive and he's a productive member of our relationship, productive member in his own life. Like it, it was wild to watch. Yeah. I mean, our life in like is infinitely better. Right. Like, I mean, it's sad. I'm unemployed, but like, I mean, I guess I'm not really unemployed. I'm still working. Right. I'm a freelance podcast producer. Right. And so but I am not of course, I'm not making the same kind of money consistently like I would, but I am infinitely happier. Right. Like I'm infinitely happier. And some and, and some look at that as me not wanting to work, which isn't true. I want to work more than anybody. Right. But I also need to be in a place where I feel where I can have a balance, right? And like not suffering, which goes back to what you're talking right. about. I was taught to suffer. So what I was taught is you stay in that job until you find something else and you suffer through it. And I've always said, you don't suffer well. And he's like, well, why, why would I do that? Yeah. Why and, would I want to suffer? You were suffering. And I didn't understand like, and, and again, us circling back to this chart, right. And the, in the reading of this situation, it makes perfect sense. Why? Cause I couldn't figure out why I was miserable. And which is why every week we would talk about it and I'd end up going back because I couldn't figure out why I was miserable. But I also realized that, like, it felt like I was on this island by myself and I'm not like that's not the type of person I am. So it's I go in at night. I mean, it's in the middle of the night. I'm by myself. I'm in this big building by myself, not really talking to anybody, staring at a computer screen on a regular basis. It just didn't vibe. And for some people, and then I had what I would do on the weekends, Friday and Saturday night. Then I would stay up all night with him. And then finally, I would be like, OK, I'm going to I think I'm going to go to sleep. And usually it was like an hour or two before he came home. But I would stay up and we would talk because he was alone. And then he used to say all the time, I hate Sundays because I have to work on Monday morning. So I would go to sleep and he was alone all night mm -hmm. and then he'd sleep all day. And he usually would sleep probably about till like Wednesday. He'd sleep till the middle of the day because he was recovering and just not just recovering from sleep, just recovering from being alone, recovering from it was just mm -hmm. it was very taxing on your body. It was it, it was very it was very taxing. And so I but I also couldn't figure it out what it figure out what it was. Right. Like. I, f I consider myself a hard worker and I consider my, and like you said, I'm a workhorse and I haven't, I don't shy away from, from working. I don't really have a problem with that. Right. Like I worked 12 hour days when I was back in DC as a promotions assistant and I was on my feet for 12. I, like there were days after I would work that I could barely walk and I like, but I would get up 
and I'd go back to work the next day with a smile on my face, barely walking, right? <laughs> but for some reason, this just didn't vibe with me. And I think you're right. I think being at night was was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I moved to California because of the sunshine, yeah. right? Like and there's those- an aspect of your chart that's really importantly connected to a network of people. It's it's mm-hmm. more than just alone. Like aloneness is not your future. Um, one-on-one is important, but that's not it. It's like, you're going to have to be connected to a network of people, like a web of people, um, whether you're communicating out to a lot of people via your platform or whether you're collaborating with the team, you're always going to have like this, this team group situation that's going to be nourishing for you. And you're going to have to be plugged in to them, you know? And so when you're unplugged, you're unplugged, like physically, emotionally, mentally. 100%, 100%. And I, and I think that is a very, it was a very telling sign because I am like, I am happier now than I was, right? And so I, I know now that like, I have to be very careful about what kind of job that I take because yeah. even if it is remote, I need to make sure that I am having some type of interaction with other people, right? Meetings, stuff like that, right? And I know people hate meetings, right? And sometimes I hate meetings, but I, I need to make sure that I'm having some contact mm-hmm. with not just sitting at a computer by myself in a big building in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. 5 a.m. to or 11 to 5 a.m. So like, I, I have to be very selective about that because I also know that it's it's a cascade. If I'm not happy in this piece here, it affects everything else that goes on in my life. And I realized how bad that was because it, it and what's funny is it didn't just affect Lucy, it affected our animals. It affected yeah. it affected Freya, it affected Odin, um, and how they how they dealt with things, right? How they were being managed and how they were like, oh, like dad's not here which is a different vibe, right? If if I am here, so... and I think too, because um, Joya just said about being plugged into a network, I think that was the other thing too, is that you were able to work, you know, 12, 15 hour days and sleep at, sleep at the station on the floor and turn around and get up and do it again the next morning because you had such a network where you were. And that's one of the things we've talked about, even moving out here, that's been a big part of his transition out here is finding friends and us trying to find our tribe. And, and you know, sometimes I think as an adult that's more difficult it becomes more difficult and you sort of find people at work and so if he's not leaving or if he's you know if he's at home all the time or he's in a place where he's by himself he doesn't do well and so that's been one of the most important things for his transition is i and you say it all the time i want to find my tribe we need to find our people whereas i'm like i have like two i'm good yeah <laughs> just need like two people in my life and i'm all right but i have realized in the last couple of years that that is an integral part to who he is and how he functions yeah. is plugging into that network and that tribe and constantly meeting new people. And because it does, I mean, you, you literally worked all the time when you were a promotions assistant. I spent so much time with my mom because you were never home, but you were happy. Mm-hmm. You were happy and you had a tribe. And she's not like that, no. right? She's, she doesn't need a huge network. Right. And, and respecting each other's needs is an important aspect of this because it's like, it shows you, what each other needs and like gives you the freedom or, or permission slip to go um, confirm those, like get what you need for yourself. Like Lucy's always going to need some kind of containment and some home base, some groundedness, some safe safety net system, some recovery time, some inspiration time, you know, and Mike's always going to need this like collaborative, creative, playful network refilling the tank adventure growth thing and so if you can both have permission slips to get that it doesn't you don't have to expect it from each other you know what i mean but you can understand that each other's going to need that and when you both get that then you're going to be like so comfortable with each other you know what i mean because if you can own fill your own tanks or have them filled in that way like like you know, negotiation. Okay, we're going to have to do this thing for you. We're going to have to do this thing for me. Our tanks will be filled. And then then we can chill. We can sleep through the night. We can enjoy a meal together and not be bickering. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and sort of like kind of as we wind down on, on this episode, it, it really is, it causes you to have to be a champion for your own life and your own happiness. Like we're so in love with finding 
I think as a as as a human like human experience, people do things that and 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 get with people that they think are going to make them happy. And what you realize is the power to make yourself happy has always been within you, right? And you just need to be able to uh, to recognize that and be able to unlock those situations where you can go, well, this is what makes me happy doesn't necessarily make this person happy. So I have to be the advocate for that situation, right? Like she's not a collector of things. She's not a person who wants to be connected into a network, right? But she also recognizes that that's what is going to make me happy in turn will make uh, will allow me to be a better partner and a better husband and a better friend right in those in those situations which is why i appreciated this individually but also being able to do this as a couple was really enlightening and helpful because one of the struggles we've had for the last decade that we've been together is he's so social and so even from the beginning like you should make more friends, you should, and it's been a struggle to explain, I don't need that. And at first it appeared like, because I was just very close with my, I'm the baby in my family, I'm very close with, I was very close with my family. And it was just really nice for, to be able to listen to this and go, see, I do not require very many people in my life. And so now we're at a point that him being able to hear that and respect that has been very, very helpful because now he knows it's not me just being anti, like it's part of who I am, I don't require that. But I've also learned, he requires that. I'm the type of person, I've moved so much in my life and I've, my, my, I, there's not a lot of like roots, right? Like Michael can show you where he grew up, where the house he, he was raised in. Like, I'm not like that. And I, we were all over the place. My mom was a single mom and I don't know where I was going that we were talking. <laughs> it was just, I'm, I'm able to, oh, that's what it was. I'm able to literally just leave. I don't need any of this. Right. Like I, I need my dog and my cat. I don't need any of this. I'm not connected to things. I'm not connected because I, I had a for a good portion of my life. I we moved and I had to leave things behind or get rid of things. And so for me, it's allowed me to learn that when he's not good, there are these things that he needs around him. So like if he was when he was struggling, we first got here and we both were struggling with the transition and our stuff wasn't here. He did much better once his, once his stuff was here. That's what makes him feel grounded. That's what what makes him feel good. I just needed these guys, right? Like, we came out here without our pets. I just needed Freya and Odin. I'm good. And you could have set the pot on fire. I don't, like, I don't need it. But he did. And this allowed us, that session allowed us to get a deep dive into who we are, but then be able to compliment each other, but also respect each other's spaces and boundaries and what we need and what we don't need, but also take care of each other. And I think that was one of the things that you had said originally that has stuck with me is, like, you she had said to you about helping to take care of me and and helping to take care of watch the people that I let in my life and the people that I let around me and you've been an integral part of that even with my own family and some toxicity and trauma and things like that he's been an integral part of you don't need to be in this person's life they don't need to be around you you need to be protected and you need to be safe and and so it was I appreciated being able to do it I mean, we do everything together anyway. It's like we do not do anything separate. But I appreciated that because we're pretty good most of the time. But there were some things, and this was helpful, right, with Mm -hmm. those things to sort of make sense of it or or figure out how we handle it, right? Not let it make me angry because I don't understand this about you. Now I understand and I can work around it. Or or now if you're upset, okay, maybe it's this. I just I just thought it was a great tool. It is. It's a it's a great tool. And if you've been thinking about it and if you've been wondering about it, if if it's worth whatever time, effort, money it is. And like and I will say that. And I think I said that to Joy at the time when we did the session that it is worth it. I think I think it really is helps you fine tune yourself as a as a human being, as a person, right? Like, and that's why I was saying it's, it's, it's almost like you're doing an efficiency, like check, like, am I working at the most efficient way possible for me to be balanced and happy and satisfied, uh, with your life? And, and so I think that like, I think it's, it's been, it's been a godsend because, you know, even if people don't, 
really believe it, right? Like, quote unquote, believe it. And I put that in air quotes, right? <laughs> For some reason, it does hit on those things that you, um, even if you didn't believe them about yourself, you you know that you were, um, you're already kind of doing those things subconsciously. So even if subconsciously you're like, I think I might be this way, you know, and then, you know, you do this reading and you go, oh, well, astrology says, the universe says that I'm okay, that, yeah, I'm actually supposed to be this way based off of these things, so. Which I think is the difference with people believing in is, like, again, not getting your palm read or going to see a psychic that this is what's going to happen to you in 10 years. It's, this is who you are. You probably know a lot of this is who you are and these are the things you do. Mm-hmm. And it's okay because this is what you're supposed to be doing. So I, I find that people probably, if they'd actually get past whatever they think it is, if you actually take the time to sit down and listen, you'll realize that it affirms a lot of what you probably already know about yourself and then helps you sort of figure it out, like stop fighting yourself in these areas. Make sure you do more in this area. But I think that that sort of affirming what you already know about yourself helps people to believe it. Because again, you hear astrology and you're like, ugh. Or I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to talk about that or that, that voodoo stuff that you, cause I know a lot of people don't get it or understand it or even want to talk about it, but you literally right up front affirmed all of the things that I already knew. And then you helped me to navigate through some of the stuff that I was concerned about or not sure about. And, and it, like I said, it, it's not like a clear path, like <laughs> this date at this time, you're going to be meet this person. It's not, but it helps give you a guide. And I appreciated that. And I think people should do it. Get it done. <laughs> it sounds like an ad. Perfect. I'll yeah. take it. Okay, great. Now I'm going to have a wait list out the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for everybody to see the, to see themselves, you know, and it's, yeah. like, it's a, it's a joy for me to do this. So I really appreciate you sharing your personal experiences and, um, I can't wait for people to hear about this and, uh, see themselves reflected in this you know absolutely like i am i'm I'm stoked that we had a chance to do this um it's also a window inside of our relationship a little bit and how we make it how we've learned like we're still learning we've been together for over 10 years and we're still learning how to work with each other it's always a work in progress and whatever we can do the tools that we can do to to make our relationship better and be comfortable not just our relationship but make us more comfortable in our own skin and 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 um learn how to lean into the things that are our strengths that make us feel better that make us joyful uh then I, I absolutely want to do that. And so uh, this is just another tool. It's not the end all be all, right? But it is a tool in the toolbox of you you being better than you were the day before, right? Like, and that is something that I always try to do is be better, be better, do something better, or like just try to build to be the better person um, than I was uh two days ago, three days ago, like those, those situations. So like, it's been, it's been really cool. And so joy, if people want to, to, to try this out or try to, to, you know, um, you know, give it a world, you know, even if you're a believer or non-believer, it, 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 it what could it hurt? Right. It's not going to hurt anything. How can they do that? Yeah. And you don't have to believe in it, by the way, um, to, to contact me so even if you're scared of it or not sure if you believe in it or you have set beliefs you know i've done this for people from all walks of life and i can do it virtually for anybody in the world and um you can book this online on my website joy-andrews.com and um yeah so that's where you can find out about me and um i want people to come away with a glimpse of more of the voice that they sometimes hear on the podcast angle on this too. So I think it's cool that people got to hear more of the inside scoop of what you're like, Mike, and the woman behind the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) Making it all happen while you're producing the show. And so, um, for anybody who does have, have questions, um, feel free and email us here at the homeworkpod at gmail.com and follow us at Instagram at the homework pod. And um, 
follow us, like us, subscribe to us, and you can find more episodes like this on Spotify, iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and um, leave us a review, send us some comments. Yeah, we're, we're everywhere. We have uh, some changes, some big, awesome changes coming to the podcast, and I'm, I'm excited. You may not hear me every every episode, but um, I promise you I am there. I am, I am, like, in the shadows trying to make things work, and so we do have some big changes coming, and I'm excited for those. But uh, all the things that Joy said, that's where you can find us. That's where you can listen to us, episodes like this one, and a bunch of others. But we appreciate you, you stopping by and listening. And I appreciate Lucy coming on. Thanks for having and, me. And, uh, you know, uh, hanging out and talking. Because, you know, some people don't always want to talk about their personal right. their personal journey. So I'm always appreciative of the people that come on the show and talk to us about their journey or what they're working on or what they're passionate about. Love it. All right. Until next time. I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joy. And this has been the Homework Pod. And we'll catch you later. Bye.